Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Game Boys Show. I am Michael. And real quick before I get into anything, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, The more viewers and listeners we can get, the more we can share our love. No, uh, just, you know, we're we're a startup podcast, and we really want to get some followers. So spread the word to your friends, social media, all that. But you can find us anywhere, well, virtually anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, Chris is still out of the country. And I've been too lazy to contact other people to join me on this podcast. So it is just me again for a second podcast in a row. And I'm going to start somewhere um, that maybe not too many people would start. It's another slow week again in gaming for the most part. Nothing really too new has come out and, and not too much any groundbreaking or revolutionary news. But you wouldn't really expect that at this time of year. So we're going to start with this. GTA Online has finally, you know, had their casino update. But as it turns out, you can use real money for chips in the casino. And we're not talking, you know, the, the you know, money that you have in game. We're talking about real life dollars that you can convert into chips in this game mode. Now, personally, I find a huge problem with that. That is legitimate gambling. Um, that you know goes through the middleman of microtransactions, and not only that, you you know gambling is well, it's still technically illegal in the United States federally. So unless you know Rockstar thought about all this and took the six years for this update to come out by going through all the legal stuff or they put all their servers on an Indian reservation because that's the only way I can see this being legal which that would be kind of funny if they did also a very baller move if they did that too but I have a legitimate problem with this because A there's a lot of kids who play this game there's a lot of streamers who who play this game and and a lot of kids watch these streamers and and they're going to go on and they're going to get into legitimate gambling. This isn't just in-game currency now. They can take their parents' credit card, convert that into chips in the game, and then gamble. And that's illegal. That's goes against so many laws. That goes against just so many security precautions that all casinos have to take. So I don't see how they can do this. And I don't know the legal loopholes for this. But I would presume Rockstar found a way. What that way might be, I'm I'm not too sure. But you'd have to think. Because if they didn't think about this then they're screwed. They're legitimately, legally screwed, and this could be something big enough to actually end them. And I mean that. Like, legitimately end Rockstar as a whole. Because I don't know how you sit there, and they're like, oh, well, let's see. Um, We're going to put a casino in. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like casinos. 
And, um, hmm. Ooh, ooh, what if for paying for chips, kind of like microtransactions, they can just use their credit card? Genius. No, you can't do that. You can't. You know, online websites for gambling have gotten in trouble for this before. Online websites have a lot of security measures you have to go through before you can do this. But we'll see what ends up happening with Rockstar. We'll see where they take this. But I don't think they thought this through. And who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have great lawyers, and maybe they thought the whole thing through, and they thought of all the loopholes, and bam, they got in, it's in the game. There's nothing anyone can do about it. But I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing right now. For all those people out there, especially those in Congress, you know, all those politicians trying to make bills to protect the kids and loot boxes and all that, I'll tell you this. This just gave them a lot more ammo and a lot more fuel to that fire. Because the second that a parent realizes that one of their kids is doing this and they see what their credit card or, or debit card money is being used for in this game, this isn't loot boxes. This is actual gambling. And this is Rockstar throwing in your face to all the politicians and parents out there, hey, this is the one thing you guys were talking about loot boxes being gambling and there's no transparency here we're doing it end of story case closed we're doing it and that's a whole pandora's box that's about to be open and those congress people oh, you know they're excited you know they're ready for that you know, they're so eager when they heard about this one. And who knows? Maybe this is a good thing from Rockstar. Maybe this is the end of loot boxes. Well, speaking of good things, we'll do a little sandwich here. We'll start off bad, but it'll end up good. A lot of people have been reporting on their Nintendo Switches that the Joy-Cons have a drift. And by that, it's it's over time, you know, the analog sticks on their Joy-Cons may stick a certain way. But not only that, but the motion controls don't function as well. The motion controls, when they start using it, they could be holding it perfectly still, and it just ever so slightly starts drifting one way or the other. And apparently this has become a huge, huge problem. 
across the Nintendo community. So much so that they were about to have a class action lawsuit against Nintendo because of this. And of course, when lawyers come out to play, the mice all get slayed. That's not a real saying. I just kind of made that up. But the point is, is this, is that once Nintendo realized this, they issued a company-wide release to all their customer service representatives around the world saying anyone who previously submitted their Joy-Con in for repairs on this drift get reimbursed. Anyone who's going to send it in now, it'll be free of charge. And that's something really nice on Nintendo and something that they should do. And it's something that I feel like more companies should take note of. Now, I could be wrong about this, but based off of memory here, when the Xbox 360 had the Red Ring of Death, they didn't care. Yeah, you could, you know, give it back to, to Microsoft and pay for a repair. Or you could do what they wanted you to do, which is buy a new one. You know, maybe the Star Wars Edition one, the C-3PO or R2-D2 one, or that slim black one. You know, maybe they, they had a special going on with the Connect one. A lot of conspiracy theories going on with that red ring of death. But the point is, is that Microsoft didn't fix it for three. For four free. Not for three. For free. And that's a problem. Because that was a huge issue for a lot of Xbox 360 owners. So much so that when I had one, when I was younger and in high school, I was legitimately scared that one of these days I'll turn on my 360 and bam, red ring of death, that's it, no more. And sure, that could still be a possibility. And I know Chris had his PS3 brick on him several times. And he was mad about that. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Chris was really mad. And all Sony said was, pay us money, send it to us, we'll fix it. And Nintendo could have easily done the same thing. But they didn't. They decided to take the higher moral ground and say, you know what? This is our fault. This is a mistake on us. So not only are people who are reporting it now, can it fix for free, but we're going to completely reimburse the people who sent it in before. And that's incredible. You know, that's what really sets Nintendo apart. They have shown time and time again 
that they consistently care about their fans. Maybe not Game Freak, but Nintendo themselves has shown at the end of the day, they really do care about their customers and their support. And in my opinion, more video game companies should really learn from that. Not only just companies, but publishers too. Now I'm going to switch gears to something else here. And uh, it was something I was really excited for. Although I kind of figured it, it wouldn't be anything too major. But it's this. Google Stadia had an AMA on Reddit. And for anyone listening, and and I doubt anyone who listens to this doesn't know what an AMA is, but just in case, it's Ask Me Anything. So a Reddit AMA can be anyone from a company, a celebrity, you name it, just AMA for something. And this person goes onto the Reddit, they have their own thing. Other Redditors can ask the person questions and they can answer them. And we learned a lot about Google Stadia. We also learned that it's a really big letdown. You know, I wasn't walking into this with a lot of expectations. But even then, after going through this AMA and, and reading the highlights as well, and, and they people asked a lot of questions on there, a lot of, you know, repetitious questions. But it's weird because, you know, I, even though I had no expectations, I was still disappointed because there's still some sort of hope there because Google was coming out saying this was going to be different. This is going to be revolutionary. And as it turns out, as extremely typical in video games, it was all hype. It was all fake. And that really dejects me as a gamer because you want to buy into that hype. You want that hype to be real. And maybe I was naive when I was younger, but I feel like that hype used to be real. You generally had stuff to look forward to, and now you don't. Because when Google announced Stadia, they had this revolutionary idea of stream any game. Any game. Everything's in the cloud. Revolutionary for developers now. Because they're not constrained to a console. They have the cloud. Ooh. Up there in the sky. Just hope an airplane doesn't hit it. And now, you go through this AMA, and the one thing that really bothered me, bothered me the most was this Google Stadia person said, it's like Xbox Live. It's like the free games with gold on Xbox. Every month, you might get a game or two, and you play for free. The rest, you got to buy Cool. Any exclusives? Not mentioned. 
what's going to set you guys apart was asked a lot on that AMA. And all this guy said was, it's really cool that you can play a game on your computer and then you can also play it on your phone and then you can play it on a TV. Well, hey, I hate to break this to you, but Windows has already done that. Maybe not the phone necessarily, but Windows, you can play Windows games on your Xbox One and Xbox One games on your PC. Then they're saying, well, you know, if I don't have the Chromecast, but I bought the, you know, stated controller, can I play on my TV? No. You can only play on your TV if you have Chromecast. Huh. Okay. But hey, I guess the bright side is that if you have a Chrome browser, you can play any game. But you have to buy it. Well, what about cross cross-platform play? You know, what if uh, there's someone on the PS4 and I'm playing on my Stadia? Never answer. They did say they had a nice UI in there. You can create parties and you'll be able to have, you know, chat and all that, which is cool. Good. Basic, but good. And then people asked about the stated controller. Is it Bluetooth? No. It's not. And that's something that confuses me the most. How is it not Bluetooth? And so now I'm sitting here feeling like I've wasted a good amount of money pre-ordering this for the sole fact that I wanted to be one of the first people to have it and review it for you all on the YouTube channel. And now I feel like this is going to be a giant waste of money. I'm never going to use it, which might be true. But hey, sometimes that's like, you live and learn. And at least Google is doing something that the video game industry is really good at. Getting your hopes up insanely high, only to completely crumble and crush them. With no remorse, no disregard. And yeah, the Stadia employee on the AMA seemed really excited about it, but of course, he's been working on it. How's he not going to be excited about it? But as of right now, there's nothing special about this quote-unquote console at all. There's nothing that sets this apart at all. And I'm going to say it right now. If you're thinking about it, or you keep seeing news about it, don't buy it. Don't. It's not worth your money. It's not. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be very, very disappointed. But I guess you can say that about most things in the video game industry today.
But we're going to shift over to something else here. Something I saw that was very interesting. But a um, you know a PC manufacturer, Origins, made a big O gaming PC. Is that what they call it? From Origins. And I'm sure people have seen this. And it's pretty, pretty funny and pretty cool. But they fit a PS4, an Xbox One, and a Nintendo Switch into a PC tower. Now, I've seen the pictures of it. And I've seen some comments and headlines about it. I haven't actually read into it. But that's pretty interesting. My only question would be, you know, is it as simple as you just, you know, pair the controller up with this PC and you just play the console? How do you play the games? You know, where, where do you put the games in? I wonder about that. But it is pretty neat and pretty cool to have all three current generation consoles in one tower up. As long as your P as well as your PC too. That is pretty cool. Genius idea. A little too late. Seeing as how next year we're going to have the next generation come out. But a nice end note for the current generation. You know, nice thing to, to throw in there at the end. And, and of course it's a lot of money. You know, it's four consoles in one, if you count PC as a console, but you know what I mean. Would I buy it? No, I already have an Xbox One X, a PS4 Pro, and a Nintendo Switch, as well as a gaming PC as well. But for anyone out there who has the money and wants everything in one place, yeah, go ahead, do it. Probably great for streaming, too. Everything in one place. Don't have to move. Don't have to leave at all. Switch from one to the other. So I should have an Elgato game capture card in there. You're set, man. Speaking of Elgato and all that, I will be um, playing Madden 20 when it releases. And I'll be reviewing that for everyone. And that should be coming out probably within the next two weeks. And I'm excited for it. You know, I love doing the Game Boys reviews. And if you haven't checked it out, go to our YouTube channel, The Game Boys, or just Game Boys, G-A-M-E-B-O-I-Z. You should search it, all one word, G-A-M-E-B-O-I-Z. You will see our logo on there. Hit that subscribe button and the notifications as well. But yeah, watch our videos, comment on them, like them, and or if you dislike them, you dislike them. And, of course, too, you can find us on Instagram, and that will be The Game Boys. Again, G-A-M-E-B-O-I-Z. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter. And we are very active on all of our social media. And, of course, our Twitter is going to be at T-H-E-G-A-M-E-B-O-I-Z. All right, everyone, on the next episode of the Game Boy Show, we should have Chris back on unless something insane happens. And we will get all his thoughts, opinions, and recollections of his trip to Italy that he just took and is still on currently. 
as well, we will discuss any other gaming news. But like I said, y'all, please spread this podcast to all your friends, everyone you know. I am actually begging you because we need listeners. And of course, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. I'll see y'all next time.